0: from an undisclosed location from a secret hunting spot known only to him and the guy who told him about it and possibly the guy who told the guy who told him it's a show all about hunting in new zealand and around the globe this is the hunting show find the hunting show on facebook and twitter for up-to-date information on upcoming shows and topics
1: Welcome back to another week of The Hunting Show. I'm your host, Stephen Spargo, and we had some great feedback from those of you that went to the Hunting and Fishing Outdoor Expo in Mangakino the weekend gone. It really was a pleasure for some of you. In fact, uh, Gerald here wrote one of the better expos he's ever been to, not because of its size and not because of how much he saw, but because of the people there and the time he got to spend with them. So thank you very much for that, Gerald. Please, guys... Support these small community events. Isn't it great when a small community gets together and tries to put on something? And this, and the big three. What a spectacular competition. Been going 30 years. The 30th year. And I'm sure I haven't heard from anyone that entered yet. And I'm sure that I will. 30 years. Fantastic. I'd like to see more of that. This week's show is about a controversial issue. And you would have seen from the title of the show that it's about Poaching. I thought really long and hard about whether I should be doing this. Should I be giving poachers a voice? Should I uh, be even talking about this issue? Does talking about it encourage it? And I don't think so. I think that this is an issue that needs to be made public. It needs to be talked about. And it needs to be understood from not only uh, a negative point of view, but also from the poachers' point of view. So that's what I've tried to do. By no means am I condoning poaching, and I'm sure that the interview that's about to happen is going to show that, although we'll see. Maybe by the end of this I'm going to be convinced otherwise. We'll, we'll just see what happens. This week's interview is with Andrew. Now, Andrew is not his real name, and he's a poacher, so we've disguised his voice as well. And He's he's with me by phone. Andrew, how are you going?
0: Yeah, not too bad like
1: yourself. Oh, it's always good. I mean, hosting a show about hunting and, and getting to... to to hunt whenever I want is is definitely a privilege, and I'd like to talk to you about that. So, for me as a hunter, I hunt predominantly on private land that I've, I'm allowed access to, or on public land, and I think that's probably where your hunting and my hunting differs. Is that would that be right? Oh uh, yes, no, I've got a bit
0: of both myself. And
1: for you, Andrew, is hunting. Why do you poach? Actually, that's probably the the, the main question that people are going to have on their mind is why.
0: Um, for, for me, it's, a, it's availability to public access at, at certain times of the year. I, I guess um, uh, so, some times it's always a hard thing. Through the rules' is always a hard thing as well. My public land that I, my private land that I can go on through the law, I can't go there pig hunting. I'm myself. I'm a pig hunter, so I can't go to pig hunting through the law. And, and also for me a lot of public land it's so hard to get permits these days. I can't go hunting when I want to go hunting when it's available for, for me to go hunting being I'm, myself I'm a dairy farmer so I'm kind of
1: limited. Yeah, but really though, Andrew? Is is it... Because I, I, I go onto the DOC website I get a, a permit for hunting on public land whenever I want.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, that's definitely the case. Um, but for me as... Personally, pig hunting Uh, in the Horse Bay area. There's not a lot of good dockmen through pig hunting. Most of our hunting is on private forestries
1: or private farmland. Where do you you draw the line then? Because if I I like to think that, that hunting as a fraternity or as a group of people are generally good, kiwi, keen blokes that don't mean anyone any harm. And although mistakes happen or accidents happen, uh, which are tragic. Guys that poach kind uh, of slip between the, the cracks, don't they? I mean, you, you're doing something that ultimately is illegal, aren't you?
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I, I certainly hear what you're saying. I'm, I, I definitely I love my hunting. I, I, ultimately, I don't want to be poaching. I, that's a horrible feeling when you're walking around, having to worry about your dogs all the time and stuff like that, and you can't actually enjoy your hunt. Um, but for me... After five or six years of being in the horse bay and applying for permits and getting turned down mm. and getting blatantly lied to from past managers and not having anywhere else to go, you sort of uh, you stuck between a, a rock and a hard place. You know? what? What else do you do? It's either not go hunting or have a smoke boat.
1: Yeah, but can't can't you say that, Andrew? About any law at all? I could say that I really want to smoke meth. You know, um, and and I, I, ch- and it doesn't matter how bad I want to, I accept. And I'm, I'm, by the way, I don't smoke meth. That's actually probably a bad analogy. But no matter how bad I want to break the law, I don't, because I li- I yep. choose to live in this country and abide by the laws.
0: Yep, Fair enough. Own, I suppose for me, um, you know, uh, I, I I grew up and was born and raised in the Wairapa and uh, hunting been here, here is certainly a lot different from the whole space. So, um, whereas was down here, it's a, it's a, the availability of the land is a lot easier, um, than it is in Australia. And, yeah, it just gets to that point where you get turned down and shot down for permits all the time, and you've been blatantly lied to by forest managers. Like, well, I've literally rung up on a Monday morning when you're supposed to ring up for a permit for the weekend, and be told, I oh, there's no, uh, permits for this following weekend coming. And then you have a mate ringing and say, oh, you want to come for a hunt? Oh, I've got a permit for this weekend from the same manager that you'd spoken to the night before It mm. comes down you know, to who you know. Mm. Okay. I personally think the, the rules should be changed um, on these private blocks and forestries like that. You know, it's a lot of land that's not even been permitted out. this just closed up. It should be... Uh, Tozawa, for instance, have got a real good policy on their pine forest. They've got a real good system. You join the club through the open seasons, and go to a gate and go hunting, actually. Where, where I live, it's so much harder. There. It's it's, it's nearly impossible to get a public person. It's nearly impossible to get a permit.
1: And, that, and that's, that's all well and good. But I suppose it's still, it, ultimately, you you're not... You don't hunt to to you know if you if you never went hunting again, you're still going to get meat on your table. You know you've got a job. It's not it's not a survival thing, is it? It's it's, a, it's really something you enjoy doing, and you want to break the law to do it. Oh, definitely,
0: it's certainly something I enjoy doing. But in my uh, certainly in my younger days, as a young family, the more pay in the young family, the the young family um, without that hunting and that availability to uh, the wild pork and venison and that. To be honest, I really don't know how we would have gone on without without um, a lot of wild pork on our table and, and that free availability to meat. You know, forty dollars worth of petrol to go hunting is a big difference to a uh, hundred and fifty dollars worth of meat a in groceries.
1: Okay, so yeah, uh, you made some you made some really interesting points, but I think one thing that we need to discuss is you're not hunting on guy. See, for example. I'm I'm dancing around a bit here, but you could actually, there's an argument made that you're actually disturbing other people's livelihoods. Some of the blocks that I've been privileged enough to be able to hunt on have been blocks that people make a living out. They guide people onto or it's it's their livelihood or it's on their farm and they don't want access. They don't want just any Tom, Dick and Harry walking across uh, their private land. That's their home. That's where they live. That's where they make a living. How do you feel about that on your farm?
0: Um, you know, I certainly agree with you. I, like I say, I'm a better farmer myself. I, I certainly don't want somebody walking across my paddocks, um, firing at it whenever they feel like firing it. Um It's certainly, uh, that's not my style either. I certainly don't walk across other people's farms. Um, but admittedly, I, I will hunt a forestry without a permit, um, but I, I won't go up to someone's farm and fire it well at myself, I know, you know. Yeah,
1: but realistically, what's the difference? That forestry block is private land that someone owns um, that they're using to make a living out of, and that farm is private land that someone owns that they're using to make a living out of. Yep.
0: You did, right? <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: you actually stuck me on that one. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm, I'm a little bit glad. <laughs> um, um, The difference is for me... Um, the blocks that
0: I tend to hunt in the forestry are generally closed blocks where so there is no turrets and there isn't allowed anybody in them, um, at certain times of the year. Mm. Um, so yeah, for me, me, hunting on someone's farm is a completely different ball game itself, you know. That, that's a massive one. Yeah.
1: Want you on? Or, or sheep? Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. We... And I've also run into the problem of, I've worked on a farm that browns with a pine forest. Um, and my dogs have chased the pig into the forest off the farm, and I've been trespassing them in that forestry without a permit. You where know, I've been hunting off my own farm, that I'm actually allowed on. the pig has crossed and crossed cross through the boundary, the dogs don't know where to stop, you know. It's, it's one of those things, you know, do you stand on the boundary and call your dogs back, or do you go to the grave and, and help them?
1: Yeah, okay. I'm going to use an example that, of me, and it was only a few nights ago. I was hunting on a private block, and again, I'm very privileged to be able to get onto a few blocks from time to time. And this block had, it was three blocks, basically, or three um, three rather large hunting blocks in a row. And we were about two-thirds of the way into this block. There was a gutton between me and and where the deer was. But the deer actually was wandering on, was when I first saw it, was actually on another block. Now, for me, all that meant is I just had to watch. It was, there was probably, I could have shot it. No one would have seen me. I'm sure it would have been fine. But actually it wasn't on the block that I was allowed onto. And thankfully it actually walked in my direction. And the moment it came onto my land, because the deer aren't owned by anyone. It's, it's it, they come and go as they please. There's no fences. I was able yeah. to shoot that. And I had the, the landowner with me and, and it was a happy, you know, it was a good hunt. Um, And I, I brought it in, which is a nice experience. What, you know, I still can't see, how, I mean, you must see that it's wrong, it must be a bad feeling, and I'm sure, I mean, I've talked to you off air and you, you're a nice guy. Um, do you break the law? Is it just that this is something you're prepared to break the law for?
0: Um, yes, it's, it's not that I'm happy doing it. I certainly, um, certainly don't get no thrill out of it. Like I've written a, uh, a few of the uh, local farming papers that have come out that it's uh, been labelled in as us poachers, we get a thrill out of sneaking around on someone's property in the middle of the night. It's mm. certainly no thrill it's um, that's quite the opposite. actually. It's quite nerve-wracking and worrying, worrying, you know. And it, am I going to
1: get in trouble? Am I, I going to lose my dog over this, you know? It's, um, it's definitely nerve-wracking. Um, I mean, with game cameras and things that are around everywhere now, that must add another element to it for you, right?
0: That's, certainly adds another element. Um, a, a lot of people a lot of people are hunting now, are starting to... Uh, walk around the forest now with a of and then of the base, so, uh, some of the fact is
1: that the photos is not recognisable. So, uh, okay, so, so Andrew, if uh, going forward, uh, poaching, uh, do you do you understand that poaching is a problem?
0: Yeah, and that's, to me, uh, from what I'm aware of and what I've seen over the last ten years, it's becoming more of a problem. Mm, okay. not, not that the poaching, not that the poaching itself become more of a problem. It's the rules and the. So availability of land for the general public is becoming harder and harder to get. So everybody's trying to squeeze into the in smaller areas, especially as it And essentially resorting to, to poaching.
1: Yeah, I, I'm probably taking that from a different stance. Don't you see that poaching is? For for me, I think poaching is a problem. I think that I, I try and abide by the rules. I I, I work oh. really hard to to make sure that I'm a responsible hunter that does the right thing. And you're sitting there on the other end of this call, and I'm, I'm not trying to corner you here, but th- that, and and I I don't get a fair go. You get to wander, or we don't get to, but you wander on and off land that I have to apply for access to, and sometimes get denied because too many people are poaching it. Um, not is there a catch twenty two as you see it there? Yeah, no, basically, you know, I'm sort
0: of in the same boat. You know, a lot of the land that we try or I try to get on. You can't get on for the same reason because too many people are poaching it and it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. becoming, it's becoming a liability. It's mm. so one of those things that sort of, you know, uh, it's kicked me in the guts for a lot of years. You know, I want to go and take my kids hunting. Generally, 90% of the time, I can't take my kids hunting because I haven't got a permit or I can't get a permit to take them.
1: Okay, so when your kids, <laughs> you, you got a, a little boy or a little girl? Uh, both. have a little boy, a young boy, and a young girl. Okay, so when, when your children come to you and say, Dad, I've just been caught poaching, um, I might get prosecuted. What do you say?
0: Hopefully, I can uh, teach my kids not to poach. Uh, Hence why I don't take them when I don't um, I only take them on the permitted Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, I can steer them away from that thing. And hopefully, I'm, I'm hoping in future years to come, things will change. It will be more easier for people to get permits and for them to have a block to go
1: hunting them. Okay. Let's look at this another way. When you have to tell your kids you have now carrying a conviction um, because you got caught poaching, and I don't want to know whether you've got one or not, um, but but how do, how do you explain that to them?
0: Um, I don't really know if I had to explain it to them yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of a hard one, I guess I tell them that bird was stupid and not follow
1: the rules and made a mistake don't follow on You do present me with a real, you, it's, it must be a real dichotomy for you because on one hand you know it's wrong and you don't want your kids to follow you and I, I'm assuming by now that you're not doing this because it's the only means for you to put meat on the table. And on the other hand, you do it because you really enjoy hunting and this is the easiest and best way you can can, can satisfy. Uh, well, what is a hobby for you?
0: Yeah, well, for me, um, like 12 years living in the Horse Bay, out of those 12 years, um, probably eight of those years travelling to the likes of Lake Waikien, Kiri Moana, hunting legally rather than hunting illegally in the pines without a permit, or travelling to the YRSA. Um then I had kids. Mum wasn't quite so happy about me spending long weekends away every weekend. So it's uh, become to the point where if I can't get a permit, it might be three, three months without a permit and without a hunt, really it's just a, I don't know, as as a, a reason, it's going as as much as I don't like doing it. So just to be and you say, bugger it, I'm, I'm going to go for a hunt in the plans and, and so be it. Yeah, look. I,
1: I'm. Look, I, and again, I've I talked to you off here. You sound like a really nice guy, but I'm just not buying it. I don't see this as something that you have to break the law to do. I mean, I, or maybe I'm sitting on a weird pedestal. I haven't always hosted a hunting show. I haven't always had um, access to private land. And when I was a young fella, first getting into this sport and this craft, um, and I know that it's in your blood, you know, you just you, you really want to do it. I had to go onto Dockland with everybody else. Yep, yep, definitely.
0: Um, for me... For me, I grew up hunting the forest trees. as a young fella. I was born and raised on the farms, in the forest trees. And when I grew up, there was, um, none of these permit systems were, were around. There was the odd permit and mainly in dock right? But for the forest trees I hunted in when I was a young fellow, we used to just be able to, because we lived on the edges of the forest trees, we were allowed to drive around them willy-nilly. We'd go out three times a week with, we with we the grandparents or the uncles and drive around the forest trees and such things all night long. You could bump into a ranger and he'd give you a ride out to the gate. was not a problem. And over the last sort of three thing, years, things have got stricter and stricter and the access has got harder and harder.
1: But hasn't the access got harder because guys like you are poaching it?
0: I wouldn't, I wouldn't say because guys like me are poaching it. It's more because people have got uh, more disrespect and there's a lot more uh, a damaged stop there. Stuff like that, you know, people taking yeah. into biggers, stealing diesel, people shooting cows' stuff, coffee stock, and stuff like that. People have just got a lot less respect now than they used
1: to. Yeah, but isn't what you're doing disrespectful?
0: Yes, it is, but I, I, I don't go out there and, and steal someone's, steal now of their or, or shoot somebody's stock and stuff like that. I'm just there a catch a pig in my mind. I'm just going to have a hunt and do it myself. And, uh, sort of the same
1: yeah, but th- this is and where then. this is where you and I differ. I think that if I have a permit to go onto that block, if I'm going to look at this purely from a hunter's point of view, I've gone ahead, I've gone through the legal processes or the legitimate processes, I've gone and got a permit, um, and maybe it's because and I, I don't, I'm not. This is not the case for me, but maybe I know someone and it's helped me get a permit or w- whatever. But I've gone ahead and I've gone through everything in the legitimate channels. And then I've gone onto that block, and there, and and you've hunted a deer illegally, or you've you gone and stuck a pig illegally. Um, aren't you taking my my right? Does does that make sense to you?
0: Yeah, most definitely, because I have certainly been in that instant myself. You know, I've had actually suffered a couple of cops in Ireland a and then I've certainly had to put up with that myself. Um, and it's very it is very fast, <laughs> Yeah It is, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is. Especially when you're, in, you know, you're allowed on there, they all out on there, that's just really the entire day's hunting and the entire weekend, basically. Yeah. Um. but yeah, it's one of those, it's one of those things where I, so I'm, I'm that passionate about my hunting and, and I, I love for my dogs to be out there. I hate to see my dogs sitting in the kennels seven days a week, but, you know. If you, my, way I was put up, if you want a good dogs, so you've got to be out there four or five times a week. Unfortunately, the way the permit systems work in our forestry, it's not available to go four or five like times a week, even
1: if you did get a permit, you might get a permit once a month, if you're lucky. Okay. What do you say about these? There's some, There's been a case recently, and we're not going to get into the, the the ins and outs of it, or let's just make a case up, actually. You've got two young fellas. They've just been in. They've been poaching. Um, they're, while they're in there, they've been spotlighting. They've been endangering other people's lives. Someone got shot. Uh, you know where's the um, where's the accountability they're breaking the law in every single respect and it's it's not helping anyone's case is it if they'd just stuck to the rules one of them would still be alive maybe Um, no one's life would have been in danger the people that legitimately want to be in there could have gone in there got meat enjoyed their hunt it kind of just ruins it for everyone doesn't it
0: oh yeah most definitely most definitely Um, yeah you you know, uh it's kind of a hard one, I don't know how to have uh, defend it.
1: Yeah, and and it's really um, a, a, so what what are you saying? Are you saying that, that what you're doing is indefendable?
0: That is indefendable because what we're doing is illegal. Right. Um, myself I don't go spotlighting myself. Some things something I don't do I'm will shoot a jet, I can choose, I'm choose out the window truck. Other than that, you know, I other people do, but uh I can't really, I can't really uh, talk for the spotlighters exactly. out um, there. Something that I wouldn't do, too dangerous as far as I'm concerned. It's just on, on somebody else's land. If you're not supposed to be there, well, we shouldn't be certainly shouldn't be spotlighting the or spotlight. someone
1: else instead. Yeah. So we, but. Andrew, where's the line? This is what I don't get. Once you've gone over that line, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, this is kind of like talking about gateway drugs, and I don't I don't buy, buy that for a second, but where's the line? If you're, if you're hunting illegally, why won't you do it? What's, what's stopping you? You kind well, of, I, you know, you've pulled the plaster I, off already, man. <laughs> yeah,
0: if you're prepared to hunt illegally, I suppose there's nothing stopping you. It comes down to... um. It becomes down to your personal self story during
1: that run. How far you can take the go for the for the hunter, for the animal, you know. It's, it really, it's a, yeah, it's hard one to do. It's really you can take that take that stuff, but also do a stupid, you know. Yeah, and and so where do we draw the line? Oh, sorry, where
0: yeah, where is the line? Is there? I mean, is there a, is there honour amongst thieves? Oh, I think not. On There's an uh, amongst poachers, I suppose. Yeah. So, yeah, if they should draw a line, I guess. I'd like to think we, in the future we won't have to poach. So, Things will be a lot easier, and uh, it'd be more, everybody's allocated a block of land or somewhere to go, you know. There's certainly uh, easier ways around it than how the systems work now.
1: Okay, so, Andrew, what's the solution?
0: Um, I guess. And, you're dealing with it and with the people you're dealing with. For so our case, I think, uh, for the Horse State Trick Gunners anyway, they, they should be, uh, they should pick up the fancy of what like, the, uh, Tokoroa club says. Whereas you join the club, you get issued, uh, for the start of the season at open, open the opening weekend. Mm. You pull off the date and you go home for the weekend. Um, simple as that. For, well, for, for us, I guess for a lot of goblins as well, in the horse garden, you can have a goblin that you can't hunt them, no matter what, as you can find, but for kitties. There's selected sort few, of there's selected few people that they are allowed to hunt it, uhm, with kitties evasion dogs. Uhm, it was probably in this ball, our dogs are TV evasion, because they're a, a kitty evasion, all our dogs, but we're still allowed to hunt those blocks. dogs. Only sort selected of few are, and that's totally kind of like thousands and thousands of acres that could be opened up to the public.
1: Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I really am struggling with this. You know, I I I'm coming to this interview with a really open mind, and I have to say, you haven't changed it. You really haven't changed my mind. Fair
0: enough.
1: Oh, I well, I, you know, you you haven't presented me with any reason that that this needs to. I, I do tend to agree with you. I, you know, I, land access is a hot issue, and I'm not going to get hot on that right now. But yeah. for me, it's very black and white. If I don't like the law, I can work really hard to try and change it. I don't need to go and break it.
0: Yeah. You and I definitely yeah. uh, I think we're going to do hunting, get out of limit and hunting in the evening. It's, it's not something that makes it fun. I, I'd like to be able to take more kids and hunting the hunt for my team. That'd be a big winner. A big mm. uh, to be able to hunt, like, I used to hunt as a kid with my father and my grandfather. Mm.
1: Unfortunately, it's not like that these days. Mm. And, and I, I, I'm guessing from your interview, Andrew, you don't want to take your kids hunting in balaclavas, eh? That ain't cool. No, no, definitely not. I want my kids
0: to be able to enjoy the hunts and talk about the hunts. And you know, enjoy the hunts as a young I Certainly don't want to be...
1: Look, I'm sure this interview is going to get a lot of feedback. It's going to be quite controversial. Um, yeah, and, and it's a, it's a, it is a shame that I think this is probably the only part of me that, that does feel for you and that it's a shame that you you've had to go this far um, or, or that it's got to this point for you, that you are so frustrated and that you have such little access that, that you feel that you need to poach. I still don't necessarily think In a country like New Zealand Where you've got so much public land That's free to access um, And there's plenty of animals out there on public land No matter what anyone says There's plenty of animals out there If you want to walk for them Work for them Walk for them And go and get them They're there And you're allowed on there We're very lucky in New Zealand To have such great access um, Guys like you are going to ruin it for us Aren't they?
0: Um. Sort of have a different opinion, I, I sort of think, well, I'd like to hope that guys like me aren't going to rule it for us. Um, there is a lot of, definitely a lot of public land, a lot of that public land, boundaries other land think, whereas myself having dogs, it sort of puts you at risk, even hooking it, because it might boundary a Mary block where they don't want you on, or it might boundary a private block where they don't want you on. Um, as you can probably gather, a don't, like I said before, pigs don't, they don't care about boundaries. It's quite easy, quite easy to end up on somebody else's land, you know, just chasing you down. Mm.
1: Yeah. And that
0: becomes an issue itself. So,
1: yeah, look, we um,
0: <laughs> I, I, i Another, I, a, I, an, an, another scenario. My father's carted fines in a lock truck, owns his own um, contracting business. He's carted some 15 years out one particular forestry that I had In 15 years, he was applied for a permit. To the point where he gave up applying because he kept getting turned it down, and he would be told for reasons for why he'd been turned down on permit, and then some point he'd be given a permit the following week, and he'd be told it blatantly and it just comes down to who you know rather than the people that actually work on the land and then actually working on the land and making those companies some money that. and it's, it's a bit a bit of a kick in the gut
1: sometimes. yeah but surely that's 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 not that's a completely different issue that's an issue around permitting and fairness rather than should I break the law if 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 it doesn't go through i'm if i own some land i think I can pick and choose who goes on there and when not no, must be. but
0: after fifteen years of being. In the guts and working on the land, you'd think, you know, they'd have some sort of compassion of, you well, know, give this joker a bit work for us in 15 years, you know. We're not just going to put to the minds of the guy and say, hey, no, there's no food with this weekend. Well, we're wishing our food with the, the well, dogs that supplies us with our pests and all that sort of stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I. Okay. I, I hear where you're coming from, but I suppose, for me, I still think that it's a, if someone owns land, they can pick and choose who goes on there, and poachers that do go onto that land ruin it for guys that are trying to get on there legitimately. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: definitely. Uh, but for the like, for likes of me, um, these guys that are picking and choosing who go on the land, they don't actually own the land. They just want to harvest the pine trees and, and dish out the permit, and that's not fair about it. Okay. You know, there's a lot of that could that could go on and that and he isn't allowed on the land because somebody from a totally
1: different area has been given permission to go in I think, Andrew, we're going to have to very much agree to disagree on on that particular point. Have you got any... Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and, and before this started, we knew we would. Have you got any closing arguments? <laughs>
0: Nah, I think
1: I'll leave it that. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're going to leave it there? Have I have I a little bit changed your mind? Maybe.
0: Um. No, I wouldn't say you've heavily got me aware and I already was aware. Yeah. You know, as far as two young kids and I certainly don't want them to have to to live the hunting life that I've lived in the last in the last few years anyway. Mm. I'd like them to be able to hunt how I used to hunt as a child growing up here and available.
1: And enjoy it and let's see what we can do I'd like to see what I can do on the right side of the fence. I'd like to see that as as someone that's involved with this industry now in in this country and and there's a lot of good people involved with hunting that would like to and are trying to free up access uh for people just actually you've just made me think of something very very quickly that is if you get caught poaching. That that that's that's big deal, eh? Like you'd lose your firearms license. You're going to definitely lose access to land, um, legitimately, in the future. It, you're kind of putting everything at stake just to, just for a bit of pork. Yeah, definitely. Like,
0: like I say, I, I well, I say, um, I, I've been caught before. Uh, mm-hmm. Every time I get caught from those supermarkets, it's a two-year trip pass. So that's two years you can't apply for a permit. And then once you've been caught the first time, they everybody rounds on you. Mm-hmm. So when you do apply for a permit two years later when you're allowed to, that, that just doesn't happen because they look at you and say, oh, he's paid, so you know, and that just
1: goes not from there and it's. Yeah, and look, that's a little bit about like like lending money, isn't it? If, if um, I was a company that lended out money and you went into bankruptcy and although it's kind of has to be wiped clean, I'd remember, <laughs> wouldn't it? I wouldn't lend you money well, ever again. Most definitely.
0: Even from a farmer myself. Right? If, if somebody come up to an my land and you said cow clay and then uh, come back Another,
1: yeah, absolutely not. Hey, look, thank you so much for coming on. And although um, I don't agree with what, what you're doing, and um, first time I've ever really um, stood firm on an issue like this publicly, but I, I, you know, you've know, you been really good to come and talk to us, and, and it is a hard thing to talk about. And I know you didn't identify who you were, and um, I think that's very, very fair. Um, I don't want to get you into trouble for speaking out. And... Look, I I will wait and see. Let's see what feedback comes back. And um, I'd like to commend you, at very least, for coming on the show.
0: Well, thank you very much. And I hope between you and I, we can change the future of hunting. And it's going to be a lot easier and no more than have to coach.
1: Let's see. That's it for another week of The Hunting Show. And I love watching the numbers. Every week, more and more of you are tuning in, and it is truly humbling. It's great to see that you're enjoying the show, and I'm loving that you let me know when you don't. (laughs) You know, if you like the show, you let me know. If you don't like the show, you let me know. And if I say something you're not happy with, you absolutely let me know. Again, thank you for tuning in. Good hunting.
0: podcasting from an undisclosed location from a secret hunting spot known only to him and the guy who told him about it and possibly the guy who told the guy who told him it's a show all about hunting in new zealand and around the globe this is the hunting show find the hunting show on facebook and twitter for up-to-date information on upcoming shows and topics